Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Unshakable Co-Parent Podcast. So if you don't know who I am, my name is Sarah Komoto. I am a co-parenting and confidence mentor, more specifically for women who co-parent with someone who counter-parents yet pretends to co-parent. So usually women come to me when they either going through mediation or court, or they try to protect themselves, protect their children. Today, I'm going to be diving deep into a topic that often stays hidden beneath the surface in high conflict co-parenting situations. And it's a pattern that can really impact children profoundly and create a cycle that repeats generation after generation if we do not do anything about it. So what I'm talking about here is parentification or adultification. So if you're not familiar with this term, buckle up, get yourself a cup of tea, coffee or wine, kombucha, whatever your favorite tipple is because this episode is all about breaking free from this damaging dynamic. So let's get stuck in. When we talk about parentification, this is how it really plays out, uh, not just in your co-parents home, who may be the abusive one, the narcissist, toxic parent, whatever it may be, difficult co-parent, whatever it is. Okay. But it also happens in the home of the parent who is not abusive, who is the safe, emotionally healthy parent. So I'm going to be talking about how this plays out in both homes. So this impacts the children on an emotional and developmental level, okay? And it does shape their future relationships. It does impact their self-esteem or lack of self-esteem and their overall well-being. And if you've ever wondered why lovely people end up in these toxic relationships with people who walk all over them, abuse them, treat them like garbage, Well, I'm going to be shedding some light on that too, because this is how possibly how you ended up in these kind of situations yourself or this marriage or this relationship. Okay, so let's just address one question, which is responsibility. Who is to blame for this mess? You know, it is definitely not your fault that you are in the position that you're in and that you have the co-parent that you have. But there is so much um, that can happen and shift and change for you when you, as the emotionally healthy and safe parent, take responsibility for what you can do and the power that you do have and the control that you have over your home, your dynamic, the environment within the home, how you parent your children. Okay, so look at it like this. In the other parents' home, your children will be experiencing very similar abuse to what you are experiencing. There's no two ways about it. It just presents itself in very different ways. And especially if your co-parent is highly covert, it's not going to be detectable from the outside world. You will know uh, if your children are experiencing this themselves because they will come home and express it to you. Um, they will come with awkward or confronting questions. They will be very confused. They will express this to you and in, in very much the same way that you were confused when you didn't know what you were dealing with, they are equally as confused. Now, if you have a strong relationship with them and a close bond, they will be forthcoming and they will share 
these things with you, their, their feelings, their emotions, where they're stuck, where they're feeling confused, where they feel maybe unloved, okay? If the relationship is frayed or there's a lot of pressure on the child, then they may not open up to you. They may internalize a lot of their experience, okay? So it's understanding where your child is at and having that open communication with them. Obviously, it depends on their age, the level of understanding, and how long you have been co-parenting with your co-parent, okay? But the overarching message here, and I just want you to remember this, is this is not your fault, okay? None of this is your fault. However, you can break the cycle, all right? It's, it's time to take control and create a home where your child doesn't have to act like the grown-up. And what I mean by that is you have not put your child in that position, but if they see you upset or angry or dysregulated and they know it's directly correlated to something the co-parent has said or done, they are going to take that on. So children of divorce are caught in the crossfire, whether you have healthy, emotionally safe parents or not, whether you have two parents who are child focused, they're still going to get caught in the crossfire one way or another. But when you have a co-parent who, you know, if you're listening to this, you have a co-parent who is a special kind of flavor, then you can guarantee your child is going through their very own version of hell. Okay. I'm not sure in your awareness of, you know, the golden child dynamic or the scapegoat child dynamic, but and depending on how many children you have, you know, that's a that's an episode for another day. But they will be getting their own version and it will present very differently to, or it can present very differently to what you you experienced yourself. So where do you start in getting the right support for this kind of thing? If you, you know, you know deep down in your heart that your children are worried about you. Maybe they take on the parent role because they want to care for you and they see how badly you've been treated or how upset you've become because of what the co-parent has said or done. And they are in this position, especially if you have, you know, a highly sensitive child, you know, an empath, they are going to be really concerned and they're going to take on your pain. This is why it's super important for us as the safe and emotionally healthy parent to you know, I'm saying this in the most loving way, like do the work, do that deep inner healing work because they are watching, they are learning from you and you do not want them to be worried about you or or concerned or taking on your pain as their own. You know, we are there. We are supposed to be the ones who are their safe haven. You know, see it like this, see yourself as like the power pack. You're the power pack and your child is the device that needs charging. Now, if you are depleted and you have nothing, then they <laughs> are depleted and they have nothing. Where where can they go? Where do they have to go? This is why I keep driving home that your child's resilience is heavily tied to yours. So who do you have in your corner? Who is on your team? Who is your support system? Do you have strategies in place? Are you able to regulate? Yes, your mum and you love your children more than anything in the world. But do you have a team in place? Do you have people in your corner who are there to hold you up and support you and guide you on the path that you need to go on? 
in order to show up as your best self. Yeah? When you're dealing with a high-conflict co-parent, you need more than lip service, okay? You need a rock-solid support system, and not just for yourself, but for your children, okay? In the other home, you know, your child is walking on eggshells in very much the same way that you did. They have to perform, or they're going to get it one way or another. And then think about it this way, if they're like that in the other home, and then when they're with you, you know, they're able to be who they are. They can share what they're feeling and experiencing. But if mum is dysregulated and not handling things very well, the child's not going to feel uh, able to come to you because they don't want to burden you. Obviously, again, it depends on the age of the child and how long you've been co-parenting and the level of understanding. Okay, I really want you to think about that because it's something that a lot of women miss, that, you know, you know who your co-parent is and what your child is experiencing in the other home, but what about what they're experiencing in your home? And again, I just want to reiterate, I am not saying it's your fault, but when you know and you're aware of this now, because I'm sharing this with you, then you can do something about it. Okay, children need to feel safe and supported and free to be children. So by reclaiming your own emotional well-being and mastering the art of navigating the co-parenting, you know, nightmare with a high conflict text, you can offer your child that safe space. All this to say, your child's resilience is heavily tied to your resilience. What are you doing or what can you do to ensure that they grow up to have the tools, the healthy coping skills to deal with not just the other parent, but other people who are going to come up in their lives who are going to be maybe very similar? How are we going to break the cycle? What are you going to do? You know, I've got a few ideas, but it all starts with you. It really does start with you. And that's why I keep driving home that you have the power. You need to step into your personal power. Step into your personal power. Yes, it's hard because you do have to do a lot of deprogramming and reprogramming. But you also need a strong vision to pull you forward. That will be your driving force to ensure that every single day, every action you take and every decision that you make aligns with that vision. Now, a lot of women I speak to don't even have a vision because they just can't see past the next day or the next week or the next court appearance. Okay, but you need to have something big that you're working towards that you can see, you know, your vision can change but it needs to be bigger than you and it needs to be your driving force to motivate you to take the action that you need to take for yourself and for your children. Okay, so breaking this cycle, it's not easy, but do you want to break the cycle or do you want your children to break the cycle? Yeah, do you want to take this on or do you want your children to have to take it on through years of therapy and shitty relationships? and shitty interactions, and the inability to set boundaries with people who need them, the inability to step into their own power and stand up for themselves. Yeah? So 
this is, you know, really just scratching the surface on this topic, but I just felt it needed to be said because I think a lot of women neglect to, you know, we fail to realize unless you know, you don't know. I speak to so many women, I've worked with so many women, so I see this, I have the perspective of the things that go right and the things that go wrong and the things that people regret because they didn't do anything sooner or they didn't realize, you know, we don't know what we don't know. We only know the best of what we've experienced so far. Okay. So if any of this resonated with you, then I do urge you to follow the podcast because, because I'm going to be sharing a lot more. I have so much to say on this topic. Um, but I do want to remind you, this isn't all doom and gloom. There is so much you can do. If you know anything about me, becoming unshakable, AF is a journey and it's freaking amazing. And is it easy? Not necessarily, but is it worth it? Fuck yeah, it is. Okay. Please share this with, you know, three women. Sharon is caring who you think would benefit from this episode. I need to hear this today. Okay. And if you found value in what I've shared today, then please do um, give a review, five star rating. If you could, that'd be very kind of you because people need to hear this. It's very isolating when we are going through this experience and, you know, every single day people come across my page and they're like, I didn't even know this existed. I didn't know there was help out there. Okay. So we need to make a difference because a new era is here. And I don't know if you've sensed it yourself. I know I feel it and I've been feeling it for months. Things are changing slowly for women. I mean, in particularly for women, things are slowly shifting for us. So as one woman steps into her power, we all step into our power. Okay. So until next time, take care of yourself and I will see you very soon. Bye for now. Thank you.